The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Hey, I hope you're able to keep up with the weather because where I am, it's been changing from one day to the next, sometimes radically. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Thursday, February 29, 2024, Thursday of the second week of Lent. In the Missal, it's liturgical year B, cycle 2. Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the Rosary. And our saint today is St. Oswald. He was a Dane by birth and studied in the household of his uncle, Archbishop Odo of Fleury, France, where he was ordained. He was later made Bishop of Worcester in 962, He worked hard to eliminate abuses and built many monasteries. St. Oswald became Archbishop of York, although he retained the See of Worcester. In addition to striving to improve the morals of his clergy, he also labored to increase their theological knowledge. Oswald was associated for most of his public life with St. Dunstan and St. Ethelwald, and when he died in 992, popular veneration joined his name to theirs. He's been revered ever since as one of the three saints who revived English monasticism. St. Oswald, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Most holy and adorable Trinity, one God in three persons, I firmly believe that you are here present. I adore you with the most profound humility. I praise you and give you thanks with all my heart for the favors you have bestowed on me. Your goodness has brought me safely to the beginning of this day. Behold, O Lord, I offer you my whole being, and in particular all of my thoughts, words, and actions, together with such crosses and contradictions as I may meet with in the course of this day. Give them, O Lord, your blessing. May your divine love animate them, and may they tend to the greater honor and glory of your sovereign majesty. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that those with a terminal illness and their families receive the necessary physical and spiritual care and accompaniment. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the Gospel of the Day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Today, as I looked uh, at the readings for today's Mass, I was struck by the sense of security, you could say, and the peace that is present in the psalm. You know, usually we go to the Gospel, of course, but you know, today I thought we'd just stop at the, at the psalm. And it's psalm number one. And Psalm number one serves as a kind of introduction to the entire Psalter of 150 Psalms that have been preserved and read throughout the centuries by so many, so many souls. Eh? And uh, of all the books in the Bible, it is the one that is the longest in the making, the, the Psalms, and has the most prophecies about the Messiah, and is the most often quoted in the New Testament. So, you know, the book of the Psalms is like, pretty rich. I mean, very rich. Now, today's psalm is psalm number one, and it sets the tone 
for a man of God, a woman of God. It's like the ground zero for our life of prayer, where God indicates through this inspired psalm the nature of true stability, the real meaning and peace in our life as sons and daughters of God. So I'll just read the excerpt from today's Mass and see if this in some way you know, might, might reflect our life, our vocation, or just our Christian life. We read, Blessed is the man who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person, that man, is like a tree planted by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in due season, and whose leaves do not wither. Whatever they do, prospers. Whatever that man does, prospers. We could just hear the tone. I mean, there are many translations, of course. I've just chosen one here, but you know, we could just hear the tone. It's really proclaiming the good fortune of those who remain faithful to the law of God, who hold fast to this divine plan, and the failure and the disaster of the one who goes the opposite way, you know, who doesn't really live their life according to the, to the law of God, you know, who sets in his sights other goals or other ideals that in some way are, are foreign to God's plan. You know, the one who flutters about seeking a form of security outside of God's path or God's will. It's saying to us that this is the way of the wicked. But blessed is the man who delights, who rejoices in the law of the Lord and meditates on his law day and night. Now, this is not somebody who has his head all day in a book or, you know, or just is reading all day, but someone who manage, who manages to see his life, his struggles, his hardships and his joys through that prism of God's love. Now, how stable is that person? How solid is he? Well, the, the psalm uses this beautiful image of a large tree. Maybe, I don't know, a juniper tree, an olive tree. Or maybe one of those majestic cedar trees swaying in the wind. But it is next to a river and always nourished by the flowing waters that is right next to it. It's kind of like its roots shoot down underground and there it, its roots get nourishment. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water. The psalm says, which yields its fruit in due season, whose leaves never, never wither. Whatever he does prospers. You know, people speak about large trees that have lasted for centuries. In fact, I remember going to a, a, a forest in, in, in the northern part of Vancouver, you know, about an, an hour north of Vancouver, and we hiked there in a grove of massive old-growth cedar trees. And as we were hiking through, there was a sign that indicated that this tree here, which was like, it was like huge, this tree has been there for 800 years. Now, you couldn't hug this tree because it was like way too big. You'd need like 20 people surrounding it. But but it was a massive tree and its height, I mean, the canopy was way up there. Eh? You know, but I thought, wow, this tree was around when St. Thomas Aquinas was writing the Summa. It's like an old tree. And, well, the psalm evokes 
something about really our our life of prayer and our confidence in God that we can be like that tree. We have to be both like that tree, but also aware of the life-giving waters that surround us all the time. You know, that river that is next to that tree is not a stagnant river. The water moves and kind of revives constantly, and it enriches the tree with its nutrients that the tree needs to grow higher and higher. And you and I, we need to grow higher and higher. In a certain way, the, the river is an image of the Blessed Trinity in our life. As you know, God is Father, God is Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But there is this movement of love between the persons that is constantly alive and moving. It's not like stagnant or just like sheer power. It's this movement of love, this vital exchange of life-giving love within the Blessed Trinity. And we, in our life, we're right beside that life-giving love, like right there on the banks of the river. That flowing water comes to be known in the history of men and in our own history, our own life. This love is like a, a river in our life, you know, granting, well, in the history of the church, granting men charisms, uh, graces, or insights into the truth about God, sometimes theological truths, sometimes moral truths that we go deeper and deeper, enriching us. In our life, as we pray, we we come also to tap into the grandeur of God's love for us. And when we tap into that, well, we're like a tree that's, that is stable, that grows. And we can become acutely aware of how much God really loves us, even when he lets us suffer or when he will allow pain or setbacks in some way in our life. And when we realize that we are like that tree, as we contemplate his law, when we contemplate his divine word, his will for us, the image of, of that river is, is this fertile source of, you know, for trees that they grow on the banks of the river. We ask you, Lord, Lord Jesus, make us like that blessed man, that blessed woman, that's like a tree, stable next to that beautiful river. I think of St. Joseph. You know, St. Joseph drew nourishment from the flowing waters of the living word of God. Eh? When the angels spoke to him. You know, God's love is not something that is imposed on him from outside. Really, it is his joy. He has this loving openness to God. Eh? And he has learned to love it deep within him. He has this trust in God that is so solid that it gives him hope. And, and just genuine hope. Eh? It makes him happy. It fills him with joy. And this is why, you know, he is blessed. He's called blessed. So we ask him too now uh, to help us live this deep joy, this sense of peace, to be like that tree. And, well, this is what all these Lenten customs are really all about. As we fast, as we do penance, as we pray or give alms, these are things that do not deplete us. They only deplete the person maybe who's situated far from the river in a dark and arid land with no water. Uh, that would happen if we were far off uh, from God, and if we didn't stick to a daily time of prayer, or not meditate on His Word, or barely ever get to Mass. Well, we would be like a tree that's far off, maybe in a arid place and weak and fragile, you know, and 
you know, I recommend really in these days that you steep yourself in the Psalms. You can start with the first one. That, that'll whet your appetite. But then after you start digging into these jewels, there will be something for every moment in your life. Psalms there that you need, sometimes they're just like when you have an urgent need, when you're tempted. Psalms to protect you against useless fears or anxieties. Psalms against despair, against lust, against anger, against envy. Are there psalms that open up the horizons of thanksgiving, of praise for God? They are really the ground zero of our prayer. And we can be like that stable tree, singing for joy in his presence. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Many, many episodes of 10 Minutes with Jesus are just waiting for you to find them at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. We'll begin this day of prayer in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Thursday of the second week of Lent 2024. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin the liturgical day joining with the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth will proclaim proclaim your praise. Today, if you hear the voice of the Lord... Harden not your hearts. O God, be Be gracious and and bless us, and and let your face shed its light upon us. So will your ways be known upon the earth, and all nations learn your saving help. Today, if you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your hearts. Let Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let Let all the peoples praise you. Today, if you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your hearts. Let the nations be glad and exult, for you rule the world with justice. With fairness you rule the peoples. You guide the nations on earth. Today, if you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your hearts. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let Let all the peoples praise you. Today, if you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your hearts. The The earth has yielded its fruit, for God, our our God, God, has blessed us. May May God still give us his blessing, till the ends of the earth revere him. Today, if you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your hearts. Glory Glory to the the Father, and to the the Son, and and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Today, if you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your hearts. Lord, you are our Savior. We will praise you forever. Lord, you are our Savior. We will praise you forever. We heard with our own ears, O God, Our fathers have told us the story of the things you did in their days, you, yourself, in days long ago. 
to plant them, you uprooted the nations. To let them spread, you laid peoples low. No sword of their own won the land. No arm of their own brought them victory. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face, for you loved them. It is you, my king, my God, who granted victories to Jacob. Through you, we beat down our foes. In your name, we trampled our aggressors. For it was not in my bow that I trusted, nor yet was I saved by my sword. It was you who saved us from our foes. It was you who put our foes to shame. All day long our boast was in God, and we praised your name without ceasing. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord, we are our Savior. We will praise you forever. Spare us, O Lord. Do not bring your own people into contempt. Spare us, O Lord. Do not bring your own people into contempt. Yet now you have rejected us, disgraced us. You no longer go forth with our armies. You make us retreat from the foe, and our enemies plunder us at will. You make us like sheep for the slaughter, and scatter us among the nations. You sell your own people for nothing, and make no profit by the sale. You make us the taunt of our neighbors the laughingstock of all who are near. Among the nations you make us a byword, among the peoples a thing of derision. All day long my disgrace is before me. My face is covered with shame at the voice of the taunter, the scoffer, at the sight of the foe and avenger. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it, it was, was in, in the, the beginning, beginning is, is now. now. And, and will be forever. Amen. Spare us, O Lord. Do not bring your own people into contempt. Rise up, O Lord, and save us, for you are merciful. Rise up, O Lord, and save us, for you are merciful. This befell us that we had not forgotten you though we had not been false to your covenant, though we had not withdrawn our hearts, though our feet had not strayed from your path. Yet you have crushed us in a place of sorrows and covered us with the shadow of death. Had we forgotten the name of our God or stretched out our hands to another God? Would not God have found this out, he who knows the secrets of the heart? It is for you we face death all day long and are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Awake, O Lord, why do you sleep? Arise, do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our oppression and misery? For we are brought down low to the dust our body lies prostrate on the earth. Stand up and come to our help. Redeem us because of your love. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord, rise up and come to our aid. With your strong arm, lead us to freedom, as you mightily delivered our forefathers. Since you are the King who knows the secrets of our hearts, fill them with the light of truth. Rise Rise up, up, O Lord, Lord, and save us, us, for for you are merciful. merciful. Whoever meditates on the law of the Lord will bring bring forth much fruit at at harvest harvest time. time. A reading from the book of Exodus. Moses sat in judgment for the people who waited about him from morning until evening. When his father-in-law saw all that he was doing for the people, he inquired, What sort of thing is this that you are doing for the people? Why do you sit alone while all the people have to stand about you from morning until evening? Moses answered his father-in-law, The people come to me to consult God. Whenever they have a disagreement... They come to me to have me settle the matter between them and make known to them God's decisions and regulations. You are not acting wisely, his father-in-law replied. You will surely wear yourself out, and not only yourself, but all these people with you. The task is too heavy for you. You cannot do it alone. Now listen to me, and I will give you some advice that God may be with you. Act as the people's representative before God, bringing to him whatever they have to say. Enlighten them in regard to the decisions and regulations, showing them how they are to live and what they are to do. But you should also look among all the people for able and God-fearing men, trustworthy men, who hate dishonest gain and set them, and set them as officers over groups of thousands of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens. Let these men render decisions for the people in all ordinary cases. More important cases, they should refer to you, but all the lesser cases, they can settle themselves. Thus, your burden will be lightened, since they will bear it with you. If you do this, when God gives you orders, you will be able to stand the strain and all these people will go home satisfied. Moses followed the advice of his father-in-law and did all that he had suggested. He picked out able men from all Israel and put them in charge of the people as officers over groups of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens. They rendered decisions for the people in all ordinary cases, The more difficult cases they referred to Moses, but all the lesser cases they settled themselves. Then Moses bade farewell to his father-in-law, who went off to his own country. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. The Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to Moses. He took some of the spirit he had given to Moses and gave it to the seventy elders. And And when when this spirit came on them, they they prophesied. Out of all the Israelites, Moses chose capable men and made them leaders of the people. And And when when this spirit came came upon them, they they prophesied. From a treatise on the Psalms by St. Hilary Bishop. 
Blessed are those who fear the Lord, who walk in his ways. Notice that when Scripture speaks of the fear of the Lord, it does not leave the phrase in isolation as if it were a complete summary of faith. No, many things are added to it or presupposed by it. From these, we may learn its meaning and excellence. In the book of Proverbs, Solomon tells us, If you cry out for wisdom and raise your voice for understanding, if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord. We see here the difficult journey we must undertake before we can arrive at the fear of the Lord. We must begin by crying out for wisdom. We must hand over to our intellect the duty of making every decision. We must look for wisdom and search for it. Then we must understand the fear of the Lord. Fear is not to be taken in the sense that common usage gives it. Fear in this ordinary sense is the trepidation our weak humanity feels when it is afraid of suffering something it does not want to happen. We are afraid or made afraid because of a guilty conscience, the rights of someone more powerful, an attack from one who is stronger, sickness, encountering a wild beast, suffering evil in any form. This kind of fear is not taught. It happens because we are weak. We do not have to learn what we should fear. Objects of fear bring their own terror with them. But of the fear of the Lord, this is what is written. Come, my children, listen to me. I shall teach you the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord has to be learned because it can be taught. It does not lie in terror, but in something that can be taught. It does not arise from the fearfulness of our nature. It has to be acquired by obedience to the commandments, by holiness of life, and by knowledge of the truth. For us, the fear of God consists wholly in love, and perfect love of God brings our fear of Him to its perfection. Our love for God is entrusted with its own responsibility— to observe his counsels, to obey his laws, to trust his promises. Let us hear what Scripture says. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you except to fear the Lord your God and walk in all his ways and love him and keep his commandments with your whole heart and your whole soul so that it may be well for you? The ways of the Lord are many, though he himself is the way. When he speaks of himself, he calls himself the way and shows us the reason why he called himself the way. No one can come to the Father except through me. We must ask for these many ways. We must travel along these many ways to find the one that is good. That is, we shall find the one way of eternal life through the guidance of many teachers. These ways are found in the law, in the prophets, in the gospels, in the writings of the apostles, in the different good works by which we fulfill the commandments. Blessed are those who walk these ways in the fear of the Lord. Those who fear the Lord do their best to please Him, 
Those who love him are mindful of his law. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. Those who love him are mindful of his law. Let us pray. O God, who delight in innocence and restore it, direct the hearts of your servants to yourself, that caught up in the fire of your Spirit, we may be found steadfast in faith and effective in works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. There are all kinds of lessons to be learned from today's Gospel, coming up in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Thursday of the second week of Lent, February 29, 2024. I'm Paul Sadek, and in today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, we've all heard it many times, but it's always good to hear it again. The Rich Man and Lazarus, from the 16th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. There was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen, and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, full of sores, who desired to be fed with what fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. The poor man died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in Hades, being in torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy upon me and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, Remember that you in your lifetime received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner evil things. But now he is comforted here and you are in anguish. And besides all this, between us and you a great chasm has been fixed, in order that those who pass from here to you may not be able, and none may cross from there to us. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Let's talk about detachment. It doesn't necessarily mean getting rid of everything that you own, but it does mean that if you lost everything, you could still be happy with God. 
Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 2, Lent and Eastertide. In this period of Lent, the Church, in this regard, calls out to us frequently so that we may disengage ourselves from the things of the earth and thus fill our hearts with God. In today's first reading, the prophet Jeremiah gives his message, a blessing on the man who puts his trust in the Lord and has the Lord for his hope. He is like a tree by the waterside that thrusts its roots to the stream. When the heat comes, it feels no alarm, its foliage stays green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never ceases to bear fruit. The Lord looks after a soul which has placed its heart in him. He who puts his confidence in earthly concerns, whose heart turns from the Lord, is condemned to be barren and ineffective with respect to what really matters. He is like dry scrub in the wasteland. If good comes, he has no eyes for it. He settles in the parched places of the wilderness, a salt land, uninhabited. The Lord wants us to be concerned about the things of earth and to love them in the right way. Fill the earth and have dominion over every living thing. But one who in a disorderly fashion loves the things of the earth leaves no room in his soul for the love of God. Loving our Lord and such attachment are incompatible. You cannot serve God and mammon. Things can become transformed into fetters which prevent one reaching out to Christ. And if we don't get to him, what is the purpose of our lives? For us to reach God, Christ is the way. But Christ is on the cross, and to climb up to the cross we must have our hearts free not tied to earthly things. He led by example. He used the goods of this earth with perfect dominion over them and in the fullest freedom. He became poor so that by his poverty you might become rich. For us to be able to follow him, he has given us a necessary condition. Whoever of you does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. This is no less a necessity for those who wish to follow him in the midst of the world. Not renouncing his worldly possessions left the rich young man sad. He had many of them, and he was attached to them. How much did that young man lose that day? He had had a fistful of things which would soon slip through his fingers. Material goods are good since they come from God. They have been put by God at man's disposal since creation began for his growth and development in society. We are administrators of these goods for a time, for only a short term. Everything should lead us to love God, Creator and Father, and the things he has made and given us. If we become too fond of creatures, and if we do not make effective acts of detachment from them, if they are not used to do good, they are converted into evil. Excluded from heaven are those who make riches the center of their lives. St. Paul calls avarice idolatry. True interior life and a loving relationship with God are excluded by anyone who does not break off the ties that bind him to things, to people, and to his own self in a disordered way, no matter how casual and tenuous such bonds may seem. 
It makes little difference, says St. John of the Cross, whether a bird is tied by a thin thread or by a cord. For even if tied by thread, the bird will be prevented from taking off just as surely as if it were tied by cord. That is, it will be impeded from flight as long as it does not break the thread. Admittedly, the thread is easier to snap. But no matter how easily this may be done, the bird will not fly away before first doing so. Detachment increases our capacity for loving God, people, and all the noble things of this life. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Let's continue praying. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. your mighty power, Lord, come to our aid. Stir Stir up up your your mighty mighty power, power, Lord, come come to our our aid. O shepherd of Israel, hear us. You who lead Joseph's flock, shine forth from your cherubim throne upon Ephraim, Benjamin, Manasseh. O Lord, rouse up your might. O Lord, come to our help. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us, and we shall be saved. Lord God of hosts, how long will you frown on your people's plea? You have fed them with tears for their bread, an abundance of tears for their drink. You have made us the taunt of our neighbors. Our enemies laugh us to scorn. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us, and we shall be saved. You brought a vine out of Egypt. To plant it, you drove out the nations. Before it, you cleared the ground. It took root and spread through the land. The mountains were covered with its shadow, the cedars of God with its boughs. It stretched out its branches to the sea, to the great river, It stretched out its shoots. Then why have you broken down its walls? It is plucked by all who pass by. It is ravaged by the boar of the forest, 
devoured by the beasts of the field. God of hosts, turn again, we implore. Look down from heaven and see. Visit this vine and protect it, the vine your right hand has planted. Men have burnt it with fire and destroyed it. May they perish at the frown of your face. May your hand be on the man you have chosen, the man you have given your strength, and we shall never forsake you again. Give us life that we may call upon your name. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us and we shall be saved. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it, as it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, eternal shepherd, you so tend the vineyard you planted that now it extends its branches even to the farthest coast. Look down on your church and come to us. Help us remain in your Son as branches on the vine that, planted firmly in your love, we may testify before the whole world to your great power working everywhere. Stir up your mighty power, Lord. Come to our aid. The Lord has worked marvels for us. Make it known to the ends of the world. The Lord, the Lord has, has worked marvels for us. Make, make it known to the ends of the world. I give you thanks, O Lord. Though you have been angry with me, your anger has abated, and you have consoled me. God indeed is my Savior. I am confident and unafraid. My strength and my courage is the Lord, and he has been my Savior. With joy you will draw water at the fountain of salvation and say on that day, Give thanks to the Lord, acclaim his name. Among the nations make known his deeds. Proclaim how exalted is his name. Sing praise to the Lord for his glorious achievement. Let this be known throughout all the earth. Shout with exultation, O city of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it, as it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. The Lord has worked marvels for us. Make it known to the ends of the world. Ring out your joy to God our strength. Ring out your joy to God our strength. Ring out your joy to God our strength. Shout in triumph to the God of Jacob. Raise a song and sound the timbrel the sweet-sounding harp and the lute. Blow the trumpet at the new moon when the moon is full on our feast. For this is Israel's law, a command of the God of Jacob. He imposed it as a rule on Joseph when he went out against the land of Egypt. A voice I did not know said to me, I freed your shoulder from the burden. Your hands were freed from the load. You called in distress, and I saved you. I answered, concealed in the storm cloud. At the waters of Mirabah I tested you. Listen, my people, to my warning. 
O Israel, if only you would heed. Let there be no foreign god among you, no worship of an alien god. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you from the land of Egypt. Open wide your mouth, and I will fill it. But my people did not heed my voice, and Israel would not obey. So I left them in their stubbornness of heart to follow their own designs. Oh, that my people would heed me, that Israel would walk in my ways. At once I would subdue their foes, turn my hand against their enemies. The Lord's enemies would cringe at their feet, and their subjection would last forever. But Israel I would feed with finest wheat and fill them with honey from the rock. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, open our mouths to proclaim your glory. Help us leave sin behind, and to rejoice in professing your name. Bring Bring out your your joy to God, God, our our strength. strength. A reading from the first book of Kings. We are your people and your inheritance. Thus may your eyes be open to the petition of your servant and to the petition of your people Israel. Hear us whenever we call upon you, because you have set us apart among all the peoples of the earth for your inheritance. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God himself will set me free from the hunter's snare. God God himself himself will set me free from from the the hunter's hunter's snare. From those who would trap me with lying words. And And from from the the hunter's hunter's snare. snare. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. God himself will set me free from the hunter's snare. Son, remember the good things you received in your lifetime and the bad things Lazarus received in his. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight, all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Son, remember the good things you received in your lifetime and the bad things Lazarus received in his. Let us pray. God has revealed himself in Christ. Let us praise his goodness and ask him from our hearts. Remember Remember us, Lord, for for we we are are your your children. children. Teach us to enter more deeply into the mystery of the Church, that it may be more effective for ourselves and for the world as the sacrament of salvation. Remember Remember us, Lord, for we are your children. Lover of mankind, inspire us to work for human progress, seeking to spread your your kingdom in all we do. Remember Remember us, Lord, for we are your children. May our hearts thirst for Christ, the fountain of living water, Remember Remember us, Lord, for for we we are are your your children. children. Forgive us our sins. And direct our steps into the ways of justice and sincerity. Remember Remember us, Lord, for for we we are are your your children. children. And to these intercessions we pause to have the prayers of our own hearts. Remember Remember us, Lord, for for we are are your your children. children. Now let us offer the prayer Christ has given us as the model for all prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O God, who delight in innocence, and restore it. Direct the hearts of your servants to yourself, that, caught up in the fire of your Spirit, we may be found steadfast in faith and effective in works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Time to get up off your knees and get going. Morning Air is coming up with John and Glenn in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on this morning. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's get together again tomorrow morning. 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. 10 Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.